to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I am Paul. That's a mouthful. I'm John. <laughs> this today, title is this show title it really is a mouthful. We we may have made a mistake on choosing it, but we're it's we're locked in now. We're we're going to figure it out eventually, we promise. So uh, we're going to pick up where we left off just like the show did. Uh, we're going to pick up on episode 2, which is more than meets the eye, part 2. And this was a thing shows did in the 80s. There was <sighs> I, I, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of kids or any kids' TV cartoons today, but every episode starts with last time on Transformers, and it was mm. really, they really tried to hook you in every week so you came back. But we get this story that 4 million and 34 years ago, the Autobots venture into space <laughs> to find energy, and the Decepticons followed them, and everybody crashes into Earth, and 4 million years later, they all wake up, 1984, and... A volcano erupts, and I actually did some research here. There was a volcano in 1984 that erupted in America. It was in uh, Mauna Loa, Hawaii. So probably, probably not the probably one not we're the looking same at. One. No, uh, but the Decepticons start looking for energy, uh, and the Autobots track him down to an oil rig, and we have a big fight, and we meet Spike and his dad, Sparky, Spark Plug, Spark, what, Spark Plug. <laughs> Yeah, Spark Spark. And they have a big fight in the platform, and the Decepticons free an Optimus Primus to save Spike and his dad, and now another exciting episode. Yeah, so the the first annoying thing about this one, not really annoying, but the first thing I want to point out is, like, the thing that Optimus Prime lifts so Spike and Spark Plug can get out from under it, he only lifts it about four, maybe five feet out of the water. Like, all they They have to do is just dive under, and away they go. They're treading water just fine. Obviously, they can swim. I'm going to write a song about this show called, It's a 10-minute story in a 22-minute window. (laughs) So, uh, so... The, the Autobots get safe, and they all fly, and they, they go back to their base. And we find out now that Spike keeps a diary. He gives us a bit of a voiceover uh, talking about how cool the Autobots are and how much yeah. he likes them and wants to be their buddy. Uh, but Soundwave's obviously here. Soundwave's looking at him from behind a rock. Like, was he there the whole time? Like, how did this gigantic transmogrified tape recorder fly up? And eh. But he's there. Either way, he's, he's there, there and, so he, uh, and then he transforms, and, and Spike is like, oh, hey, somebody left this behind. Somebody left a tape recorder at this giant robot spaceship. I'll just put it on the counter. Yeah. Um, With and the then, big Decepticon uh, logo right on the front of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, then we have kind of an exposition scene where the Transformers show Spike what they can do, and we transform this, and we do that, yeah. and oh, I'm, uh, I'm a Mirage, and I can turn invisible, and uh, is a hound that makes holograms? Yeah, uh, holograms. It's hologram, a hologram, hologram Spike. He's really there. <laughs> 2.6 gigawatts. Yeah. Um, and uh, Soundwave is left alone for a little while where, uh, when, when um, Spike is talking to the Transformers. And uh, then he, he lets Ravage out, and they gather information about Earth's resources from Tel- Teletran 1, mm-hmm. which, going back to the fact that these episodes interlock, was something that happened in the first one. Teletran 1 is <laughs> yeah. admittedly the ultimate source of human knowledge for Transformers. Well, it's been around for four million years, but, again, it yeah. hasn't been doing anything until... Yesterday, so <laughs> he's been on safe mode. Yeah, there you so go. Uh, Hound and Spike shoot the breeze, and they go out for the ride. Uh, Hound takes Spike out for the ride, ride of your life. life. You notice how he, they actually take a second to show Spike putting on his seatbelt. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, little PSA. Yeah. Hey, knowing's half the battle. Oh, that was GI Joe. Knowing's yeah. half the battle. <laughs> Close enough. Um, same same company. Still Hasbro. <laughs> but they get back, and Spike's like, "Hey, somebody's hacking the computers," and he hits the alarm, and Soundwave has to cheese it with Ravage, but the Autobots capture. Ravage. Yeah, it, the, 
it just shows you how much of a coward Soundwave is. Rather than try and fight to save Ravage, he's like, no, I'm getting out of here. But he doesn't yeah. fly. He just runs away. Like, Soundwave, help me! Sorry, buddy. I'm kind of gone. I can't really help <laughs> yeah. you anymore. I, by the way, I think my ankles are fine first. See ya. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, they capture Ravage, and, and this is just tucked away. We don't see Ravage again for a while. No, he doesn't come he, back he does the next come back. episode. Yeah. Um, but Megatron, somehow, even though Ravage got caught, Megatron hears Ravage's report about Sherman Dam, which is really Hoover Dam in Colorado. <laughs> it's, it's Hoover Dam. Um, and yeah. they're going to, this is a brilliant plan that I incorrectly alluded to, well, I think last week. Um, they're going to... Send Rumble into, into the water, the, into the, a river, <laughs> into a Let's river, and punch the ground as hard as he can <laughs> to cause a tidal wave in a river. So Rumble goes down and causes this tidal wave in a river, which somehow pumps water into the dam. It's the physics don't make sense, but they never do. No, and the Autobots <laughs> arrive and have to do day. a bunch of stuff. Um, there is one cool scene where, uh, oh, who was it? I think it's Bumblebee jumps into Ironhide. Yeah, yeah, they get in the, uh, Bumblebee jumps in the back of the Ironhide's like, hold your horses, we're going to dig us a new river. He says something, some Autobot thing, like you hold your transistors or something. And uh, Bumblebee jumps in the back. And, yeah, it's just this really cool shot of Ironhide doing all these fishtails and hard turns and everything else. But, like, I mean, come on, it's a Nissan Vanette. It, it, <laughs> they could have done this out of the back. Like, if it had been sideswipe with, with Bumblebee, you know, standing on top, man in a gun or something, that would have been really cool. But it's a we're gonna a save the van. world, guys. Everybody, get in my Honda Civic. Yeah. All right. But, uh, so, so we have way, this big fight, yeah. and it ends or it kind of culminates with Optimus and Megatron up on the ledge. Uh, or no, no, no. They they don't. Do they fight in the edge of the dam yet, or is this when? Oh, this is when Optimus is hanging on a ledge. Yeah. What's that ledge a robot for? Can fly. Like, yeah. It, what it's, is the purpose of that? <laughs> to an opening about fifty feet up a wall, and yeah. Optimus is and hanging it. off. A robot who can fly is hanging on for up his to dear this life. Point, he can fly. Yeah. Yeah, and then Starscream goes Dennis the Menace and uses a slingshot. Yeah. <laughs> you get that which slingshot. Which makes sense. Uh, he uses a slingshot, blows up a computer, but the explosion knocks Megatron back, saves Optimus Prime, uh, and that leads to the two of them out on top of the dam for admittedly a kind of a cool fight. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of the first uh, real showdown between Optimus Prime and Megatron. There's, there's a lot of them, but yeah, I think there it's are. always cool when those two get into it. It, it, I, I do agree it is. They're, they're the, uh, they are the alpha dogs of their packs. Mm. But it, it turns into one of those things that Hollywood loves to do where it's two guys have guns and they say, all right, let's break out the knives. Yeah. Why don't they just tie their, their wrists yeah. together like in, uh, what was that movie? Uh, West Side Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also, the Autobots and Decept guns are all dancing yeah. around. Everybody's about. snapping their fingers around. Yeah. So, um, th so this fight ends with uh, Megatron clocking Optimus in the head, and he falls in the water. And again, the Kenny Swimmer nod. I don't. We'll, we'll get into that. I'm, I'm sure you'll get into that. Comes up, and we go to a commercial break. Uh, and when we come back, Mirage is jumps or no, he s shoots a grapple hook, doesn't he? No, it's Jazz. Jazz throws Jazz. a line across the river oh, for him to uh, to grab onto. It's like, what if he, if he can fly? Why didn't he just fly to the river? <laughs> Because that would make sense, yeah. um, but they so they they save um, they save Optimus, and then uh, I don't even want to acknowledge that Spike saves Hound because he doesn't. It's so stupid how he does. This is just though. a convoluted like, like, scene that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, he moves a rock that's got to weigh three times as much as he does. That Hound could effortlessly brush out of his way by himself, and then moves then a rock and up. immediately passes out. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it shows a hound doing CPR on him or whatever. <laughs> oh, easy, Spike. You just about flooded your engine. Oh, yeah, Good okay. thing I know about human cardiovascular <laughs> <Yeah>. systems. <laughs> So they, uh, they, the Autobots all get out and everybody's together. And this is like the one setup that actually really had a good payoff, I found, later on in the series, next episode. Um, but the Autobots say, hey, why are we even going to hang around here? And it's, this is Mirage, right? Yeah, Mirage is like, okay, what, what's the point? Let's just. Yeah. This place, let dude, them this place sucks. Let's just go back to Cybertron. Yeah. Um, so Optimus is like, no, we must have courage and. Be Transformers, and they <laughs> it's pretty much it's, it's it's classic Optimus. We have to do the right thing. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. There yeah. you go, and it's my job to enforce that or kill those who don't agree with me. <laughs> yeah. So that we find out that Decepticons now have very quickly built a massive underground base, and they have a ton. In fact, they have one metric shit ton of energon. But it isn't enough. It's never enough. No, they need they're addicts. It's astro leechers. Never of it. enough. Astro leechers. So they're going to go to the ruby crystal mines of Burma, which is now <laughs> Myanmar, <laughs> yeah, which is a country um, in Southeast Asia. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's it's, this isn't exactly next door, right? <laughs> well, here we are in the Midwest. If only America had resources. Nope, gotta go to Myanmar. Yeah. Um, and then Starscream is. Uh, they, this is another Starscream. I really don't like that guy. Uh, oh really? Uh, I never liked oh, him as a just, kid. I, I do now. I never liked him as oh, a kid. He's such a whiny little brat. Yeah. He's but he's he's blasting off energy weapons to make himself feel cool. Well, he's which, testing the energon. Oh, he's testing them. Yeah, he's which testing them. It they drains must be the whole very, stack of them. Yeah, one shot. literally to the point where now we have to go to another place. <laughs> so they're going to hit the ruby mines, and then um, Megatron says we're going to hit some uh, jet fuel after that, which we'll get into in the next episode. Mm. We find out that through all of this, Spike and Sparky were in Trailblazer, Trailbreaker, yeah, listening in on the whole thing. So now they know what the Decepticons are going to do. Yeah, it was somehow Trailbreaker just tuned into Decepticons just talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they they have to take off, but the jets get sent after them. Decepticons find them. They send the jets after them, and they call for help. And this is admittedly another one of the cooler. Yeah, this is a really scenes. good one because uh, Sideswipe and Sunstreaker just come screaming around the corner. They go right past Trailbreaker, and then they both fishtail and then come back. And like they're still dodging the Thundercracker, I think, and, and Skywarp strafing them. And the yeah. uh, Sunstreaker, this little gun comes out, same as what Cliff Shepard did. Little gun comes out and shoots down Skywarp. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool shot. Yeah, it is a fun scene. And they, there's a bit of like back and forth. I guess they're t- brothers? Yeah, twins? well, yeah, they don't really get into that a lot in the show, but uh, yeah, Sideswipe and Sunstreaker are supposed to be twins. So I'm, okay. I'm guessing fraternal twins since they're two different colors and they don't look at all alike in, in robot How? mode. How do Autobots get birth? You know what? I'm not even going to. That's, that's a whole episode. So uh, they, uh, the Decepticons get to the, these ruby mines, and they're robbing the place blind when the Autobots arrive. And conveniently, Sparky has worked in these mines before. Yeah, the one mines. ruby mine he worked in in Myanmar, they <laughs> yeah. happen to go to. And they get a plan to put a time bomb inside the mine 
and blow up the Decepticons. Wheeljack's voice is totally wrong in this scene, by the way. It's, it, it, it's Chris Ladder doing the voice, but he's kind of doing it with Ironhide's accent. Like, you see this button here? This is what you got. <laughs> like, so they, they uh, who goes, so Bumblebee and Sparky go in and they, he's they almost minds. get busted by Skywarp and Thundercracker. And we're almost to the end here. And they find the Decepticons and they plant the bomb and they try to haul ass, but they get stopped by Skywarp and Thundercracker on the it's way like back. It's like if they just went past them down the hall, how would they not know that they were going to be behind them on the way out? It's a good thing they disappear. Um, and then Optimus gets worried, and he sends in Roller, who this is the first time we've seen him, and his, he doesn't really, there's no point to him. I think this was just an executive said, you guys better put in that trailer because we're trying to sell this crappy kids to toys. <laughs> and it's also, two cents worth of plastic, and we're selling it for eight bucks. It's going to complain where the hell the trailer went. So we're gonna, yeah. <laughs> I've got this idea that there's going to be these casts on the internet, people on people's iPods called iCasts, and somebody's going to bitch about our show, so you better get smart, see? <laughs> Apparently all executives are like 1930s Chicago criminal Gangsters, types. Yeah. yeah, see? I want to see that roller, see? Um, but roller goes in, and then the bomb explodes, and Optimus starts rolling down off the cliff, and dun-dun-dun! End of the episode. Now, the, as soon as um, the Autobots have Spike and Sparkplug safe and sound. Uh, Sparkplug's like, I want another go with them. And it's like, really? I mean, you don't want a towel or a get to dry land or a shot of scotch? Like, I mean, that'd be the first thing I'd want at this point. And, and then, and this, here's the big one. How can the Autobots speak English? Like, I mean, up until at the very first of this episode, you've heard them both talking, but never to each other. So, I mean, it's feasible the Autobots were speaking uh, alien language and we were hearing it in English, kind of like in, you know, the, the Hunt for Red October. Remember that when uh, it zooms in on them speaking Russian and then it zooms back out and speaking English? Another thing that really I thought was fucking stupid is Hound. When he goes to jump in the river, he gets this little diving mask on. It's the only time you ever see it. And why does he? Why would an alien robot from a planet without water have a diving mask? He doesn't breathe. Like, he can... So that, there's that. And, and can Autobots swim? I mean, Optimus Prime was swimming just fine at the first of this episode open the ocean. But he's getting swept down a river that's, I don't know, maybe 30 feet deep. Uh, but Hound is doing just fine. Like, how come he's not getting swept down the river? How come uh, Spike isn't getting swept down the river? But the, the absolute stupidest thing in this whole episode, and, and we did mention it, is Starscream pulls out a slingshot. Like, what is he, Bart Simpson? Like, this, if, if any Decepticon was going to do it, it would be Rumble or, or maybe Frenzy. You don't even see Frenzy much in season one. But Starscream is probably... <laughs> And there you go. That's the end of episode two. Uh, <laughs> so join us next week when we'll have episode three of the Transformers and Pickers podcast show. Seems like a good place to pick up. Yeah. And we'll listen to, we'll review more than meets the eye part three. If for some strange reason you want to hear more of what Paul and I have to say, you can find me on Twitter at John Silby. You can find Paul on Twitter at P McPherson one, the number, not the letter. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The ride of your life.